Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast. Today's a solo episode and we are going to discuss how to set up a power building plan and basically I'm just going to go over it, you know, what it is, what is power building, the pros and cons of it, uh, just because there are some pros and cons, you know, it's not just all pros uh, to doing a power building plan and then we'll go over what a year will look like uh, just I guess not necessarily a year but just what a long-term plan would look like for somebody who does want to look into power building and basically what, what it would look like for a client and lastly we'll talk about some ways to lower your injury risk while lifting and then I will leave you with a quote and so let's dive into it so how to set up a power building plan so this is something that I feel like is definitely gaining some traction and you hear hear about it more and more. And so what what exactly is it? Can it work? What's a good way to go about it? So first, what is power building? And I'm taking this from Jeremiah Bear's blog on power building. He had somebody on his podcast talking about it. And so here's a definition. So it's blending elements of powerlifting and bodybuilding into a synergistic training program that improves both strength and aesthetics simultaneously. So you're trying to be as strong as jacked as you possibly can. You know, you're trying to get the the boat the, the best of both worlds, but when you're trying to get the best of both worlds, there are going to be some trade offs. So, kind of just to backtrack here a little bit, when you first get started with training, and if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that when you first get started, you pretty much are going to do anything, and you're probably going to get stronger and build muscle at the same time. But at some point, and this usually where you know this is when this is probably where a lot of my audience is, and <clears throat> you know, where a lot of people end up and they, they end up get getting burnt out or they, or they quit is, you know, at some point, usually within a year or two of consistent training, you are going to see things slow down. Okay. And this is where you do need to start getting smarter with your training. Um, and so it, it more strategic and just, and just figuring out what works for you. Right. Um, so if this, if you feel like this is you, you know, just realize that this happens to everybody. You know, you're going to see really anything work at the beginning. And, and the downside with that is that people then stick to what they were doing in the beginning and they just keep trying it over and over again. And really what it just comes down to is you're just your body is smarter than that. It's adapted to that. Now it's time to change things up a bit or just get smarter with what you're doing. And so while getting stronger and building muscle are are very similar, they also are somewhat conflicting goals and they violate the principle of specificity. So if you listen to the podcast Last week, it was training principles for building muscle. And the first thing we went over was that the most important principle to building muscle is specificity. And that means that, and just to, just to give you a definition of it real quick, to improve at a specific sport or physical endeavor, training must either directly support or potentiate improved performance in that sport or endeavor. Basically, what this means is that if you want to build muscle or improve your body composition, then everything you do must be specific to that. Or if you want to get stronger than everything... You, you do must be specific to get to getting stronger. And that's if you want to obviously maximize it. Like you don't have to do everything because if you do everything, you know, 
for some people that's that's not worth it right and so you just need to be aware of the trade-offs there so if you're okay with you know i don't want to do this particular thing we'll just realize that that trade-off is you may not be uh you might not have your best physique as possible or if it's when you're trying to get stronger and you don't want to do everything you need to do to get stronger just realize there is going to be some trade-off there and you're not going to be able to be as strong as you as you want to be and, and you just need to be okay with with those trade-offs so you know that that's specificity right there if you are and, and so training for building muscle and training for strength while again they are fairly similar they're a lot closer together than they are than uh, than say you want to build muscle and you're just doing a, a ton of running like trying to get strong is going to be cl much closer to building muscle than running marathons are right basically what it comes down to is your body our body only has so many resources available so if you have a goal you really just want to be specific with how you get to that goal. Otherwise, you, know, you could be shooting yourself in the foot. For example, in order to build muscle, you must train with moderate to high volumes, sets of five to 30 reps that take you within, you know, around zero to four reps of failure, uh, the amount of volume. And so real quick, as we get further into this, you're going to start to see why training for strength and building muscle is, is they are somewhat conflicting. So for example, the amount of volume you need to do to build muscle causes a substantial amount of fatigue over time. And this essentially is going to mask your ability to lift heavy weights. Uh, strength training requires you, in order for you to really express your true strength, it requires you to be in a well-rested, prepared state, right? And so if when you're doing these high amounts of training volume that you need to do to, to really build muscle, it's, it's going to come with a lot of fatigue and, and that fatigue is going to mask your ability to express your strength so, so you're essentially just not going to be able to express how much strength like your overall strength because you're just fatigued and so so there's a downside to that now in order to improve your strength it's better to train with lower training volumes okay we want those training volumes lower because this is going to keep your fatigue levels lower and saying that lifting heavy does cause a lot of stress and fatigue overall as well and so with with that basically the, the the training volumes that you need to do to get stronger are just too low to build muscle but if you try to lift heavy if you try to lift heavy all the time with the amount of training volume that you do to build muscle you're just going to cause way too much too, way too much stress and overall fatigue to your body so you're not going to be able to basically you know if you when you're training for strength your the volumes aren't going to be high enough to get to build muscle when you're trying to build muscle you're just doing too much volume to be able to express your true strength and with strength training whatever whatever rep range you want to get stronger in you must train in that one to five you don't have to train in one to five rep range whatever rep range you want to get stronger in, you must train in that rep range right you're not going to be able to get stronger in the one to five rep range only doing sets of 10 to 15 it will you know I just had Martin Rafalo on podcast recently, and he did mention that you can train in lower rep ranges to get stronger. And obviously, that's going to come down to that's just going to help improve your technique. And since things, in the, since the one to five rep range is a highly skilled rep range, um, you want to make sure that you do have good form down. And so, lifting in these lower rep ranges or in these higher rep ranges can help you lift in the lower rep ranges. But in saying that, if you want to lift your one RM, you're going to have to practice that. You can't just.
train in the 10 to 15 rep range and then do your one RM. That is going to require some skill there. As you can see, if you want to optimize building muscle while increasing strength, you wouldn't be able to express your true strength because you would be fatigued from all the bodybuilding work. If you, on the other hand, if you want to optimize your strength while building muscle, you wouldn't be able to do enough volume required to build really any substantial amount of muscle because the heavy loads you need for strength would cause so much stress and fatigue. And it's just the, the volume is, is too low again. And this also is going to lead to a much higher risk of getting injured as well. If you're also, if you're doing high training volumes, you're getting fatigued, and then you're also doing heavy loads in a high fatigue state, you are going to <clears throat> just increase your injury risk. This is probably where you see a lot of guys get hurt. So, and, and, and what you'll commonly see is someone trying to get bigger and stronger. You know, there's guys that, and females too, but for, I, th I think this is more of a, a, a guy thing here. They, they want to be as big as they can and as strong as they can. And so what they think they need to do is they need to lift in a one to five rep range. And unfortunately this type of training adds a lot of fatigue and stress and it isn't enough volume to build muscle. So again, you'll commonly see guys train in that one to five rep range too much and they essentially spin their wheels over time. As you can see, there's some conflict. So how exactly can you go about this? First, let's go over the, the pros and cons of power building. Pros are you get the best of both worlds. You already went over that, but you're, you're strong and muscular. Again, I say most guys, but there's probably some females too, so I don't want to just say guys. They want to be as jacked as they can, but they also want to be super strong. I, and saying that too, to go back to the guys and the girls saying, I just feel like this is more of a male ego thing here uh, with this. I feel like with females, you don't. this isn't necessarily that big of an issue because they're okay with, they don't need to be super strong and super jacked either, right? It's usually these guys with, with the big egos that are like, I got to be as strong as I can, as jacked as I can. So again, one of the pros is you get the best of both worlds. However, there are some trade-offs that we're going to go over here in a minute. Again, another pro uh, is simply you, it can be done, but after your initial years of training, it does come down to being more strategic than just training for both all of the time. I think that's a mistake a lot of power building programs have is it's just, it, it, it's something that can work in the beginning. And if it's new, if you're, you know, if, let's say for example, you're a guy that's just training for just strength or just training for just hypertrophy, you know, you're at one end of the spectrum, you don't go in the middle. I do think that if you switch over to a power building program, like a 12 week power building program that has you do both at the same time, I do think you will see some decent results there just because it's new. But after those initial 12 weeks, again, what you see happen is it works for that guy or girl too. And then they think that it's some magic and they'll keep doing it over and over again. But each time they do it, the, the rate of return of or your return on investment is going to go down each time you do it. So it's important that, yeah, maybe again, you'll be able to do this at first, but again, the, the longer you try to do both at the same time, it's, it's you're, again, you're not going to see the, the results that you did the first time. So you need to keep that in mind. Another cool thing is a uh, pro of power building is you don't have to stick with one style of training. You get to keep it fresh and you get to do both, which is really cool. And overall, I think this type of training can make you more athletic overall than just sticking to a body bodybuilding routine or just a power, power lifting routine. So those are the pros. Well, the pros. I was trying to put uh, pros and cons together in the pros. So now the cons. 
obviously higher injury risk. Strength training has a higher injury risk with it. Anytime you lift in the one to five rep range, there is a lot of skill involved. And if your technique is off, it can increase injury risk. Con number one. Second con is going to be uh, trying to be as jacked and strong as possible. At the same time, you're sacrificing some muscle and some strength. No matter what you, no matter what you do, you're trying to, you know, this is, comes down to the uh, jack, of, jack of all trades, master of none. So you are going to definitely be sacrificing. Maybe it's not a ton and you, you can't actually see what you're sacrificing because it's just all theoretical, but you are going to be sacrificing some muscle and some strength if you do both. Again, maybe it's not a ton and not something that's super noticeable, but you are going to be sacrificing it. For example, if you look at the top powerlifters, they aren't doing much bodybuilding work. If you look at the top bodybuilders, they aren't doing any powerlifting work. If they are, I know I can think of one guy off the top of my head on social media that I've seen in prep and he's lifting super heavy weights. And so somebody will see that and see like, well, this guy does it right. But again, you're seeing top of the top there. Most people aren't going to be able to do that. But again, there's a reason why why these top bodybuilders and these top powerlifters aren't going back and forth and aren't doing power building. Because again, if, if it was so effective, you would see them doing that because it would, you know, you, there would be some if there was some huge benefit to it, the, the top people would be doing it, but they're but they're simply not. So you can't expect to be the strongest and the most jacked. Again, there's going to be a trade off somewhere. However, you still can build a solid physique and be stronger than most. But again, just realize you're taking away a little bit of both with this type of training. And lastly, we, you know, time is a uh, limited resource. We don't have an unlimited amount of time. So time doing the other is time you could be getting stronger or building more muscle, whichever is more important to you. You know, it's also time that you could be spending doing something else like eating, sleeping, recovering, spending time with friends and loved ones. You know, there's always going to be a, t- a, a, a time, there's going to be a cost of time really to anything and here with this it's you know again that's time that you could be doing other things because you are going to have to put in a little extra time to to get both all right so how are we going to get the best of both worlds okay so now you know the potential trade-offs of doing a power building program again the, the mainly the biggest one is that you are going to be sacrificing some muscle and some strength but you know again we can go about this in a smart way if you would like if this is what you want because again if this is what you want, then you know that's going to be more important than oh well, you know Jeff said you can't maximize both, so now I'm not going to do it. But if you really want to do it, you can make it work. But just realize that it's going to, going to cost you some strength and muscle in the long run. You know, again, maybe it's not a ton, but it will cost you a little bit. And there, but but there is a way to, to do it. You just need to be more structured about it. And so having a phasic approach is going to be very key here. Again, I, I need want to reiterate that <clears throat> of having a phasic approach to this is going to be impo- more important for people who've been training for a couple of years and who've already been doing this, this style of training. It, it, like I mentioned, if you, if you have, and we'll go over what exactly a phasic approach is, but essentially you're going to be focusing more on one than the other. So it's not going to be a blend. It's going to be a small blend, but it's mostly there's going to be a large focus on one rather than the other. And we're talking strength versus hypertrophy here. But kind of lost my train of thought. But but again, having if you haven't trained this way in a power building style, you probably could go about 12 weeks a full program of blending both together 
and working on both at the same time, and you probably will see results. But just realize after you do it once, your return on investment is going to continue to go down each time you do it. Whereas this going this way, it's always going to be fresh. You don't have to, you don't have to do it for twelve weeks and and then see your rate of return go down each time. You should be able to keep your progress increasing each time you do it this way. All right, so this is how I would set it up for a, a client. And after each mesocycle, you are going to want to take a deload week. So mesocycle one. So mesocycle is <clears throat> so there's macro micro cycle cycles, mesocycles, and macro cycles. Macro cycle is basically your again. It it can be really any time frame, but in, in our time frame, it's it's going to be multiple mesocycles put together with with a with a larger goal and so that larger goal is obviously power building so our macro cycle will be about a year the mesocycle is what makes up that large uh, macro cycle so each mesocycle in our example here is about four to it's going to be anywhere from three to six weeks long and, and the mesocycle is a step down from the macro cycle and each mesocycle is going to have a goal that is going to get you closer to that overarching goal which is the macro cycle and then the micro cycle is each week of the mesocycle. Anyway, so mesocycle one, the duration is three to six weeks long. You, again, why why three to six weeks? Just because for each person, you know, some people are going to only be able to do three weeks, some four or five, six. It just depends on the person. The training frequency, we're going to ideally you'd be about three to six sessions per week here. So this type of training, this is going to be your foundation. So it would be a, a blend of both. You'd be in about the five to ten rep range for your main lifts: bench, dead squats, overhead press. Right, your 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 power lifting, um, which I know overhead press isn't a power lifting move, but you know your bench, dead squats, your your main lifts are going to be in about the five to ten rep range. Uh, moderate, you know, moderate intensity there, and then you'd be in about the eight to fifteen rep range for your bodybuilding muscles, like your triceps, biceps, delts, lat, calves, forearms. Again, moderate volume for both. The goal of training during this time would be to get a foundation of strength and hypertrophy at the same time. And, and it's just really comes down to, it would just be a, a foundation for you. It, again, it's just getting a foundation. You're, you're, you're practicing your heavier lifts. Um, you're also getting in some uh, moderate volume for your, uh, for your hypertrophy. And so it just kind of gives your body a baseline there. Your nutrition during this time would be at maintenance. Uh, if you haven't been tracking, now would be the time to figure out what your maintenance level calories are. If you need help figuring out your macros, I do have an article I will link in the in the show notes. Um, but say you know how to get your macros, obviously this is the time that you'll figure out your, your maintenance level. Um, you get your protein nailed down as well. You'll aim for about one gram per pound of body weight during this time. And ideally you keep your weight within a range of about zero to four pounds up or down. So again, maintenance is a range. We want to keep it within that range. Uh, if you haven't been training for a while or you haven't dieted it before, you may see some body recomp during this time. And so body recomp is going to be where you see some muscle gain and fat loss at the same time. You know, your, your body's recomposition is, is changing. Uh, again, the goal here for nutrition is to see where your maintenance level of calories are. You, again, are just getting a foundation just like with your training. So once you get that baseline down, you'll, you'll figure out what you want to do first. You can, you can go the hypertrophy route or you can go more into strength route. 
but if you've been doing more strength work, then doing hypertrophy first would probably be a better idea. If you've been doing more hypertrophy for a while, then going a strength route would be more beneficial. But in this um, example, we're going to go strength first. So in mesocycle two, we're going to go strength. So we'll start with strength. Uh, the duration is going to be about three to five weeks long. I do like to keep strength phases a little bit shorter than hypertrophy phases. So the fate, the, so the, so we, our duration goes from, you know, anywhere from three to six to about three to five, I think three to four weeks in a strength phase is perfect. Uh, the training frequency, again, the frequency for strength, I have a little bit lower as well. So about three to five sessions per week. For the main lifts, you're going to be around the four to six rep range. So we're going to drop it down a little bit from five to 10 to four to six. Uh, it's going to be less hypertrophy, less bodybuilding work. You're going to continue to keep those in the eight to 15 rep range still, but you do want to drop your uh, training volume from those slightly. So that could just mean less accessory exercises or just less sets overall for each muscle group there. So essentially we're want to bring up our strength training volume a little bit um, while lowering our rep range. So if you're doing, let's say three to four sets for your strength stuff in the five to 10 rep range in that first phase, you're going to drop it down to four to six rep range and probably add a set or two for your uh, strength work. And then for hypertrophy, maybe you're doing four sets for your hypertrophy. You'll drop it down to, to three sets for that. So we just want to bias more of our training towards strength and we want to bring our overall training volume down. Um, so that way we can, again, we can, you know, we, we know that strength, we need to be fresh for strength. So that way now you can be fresh for your strength training by, by doing less hypertrophy work and just less training volume overall. So nutrition, what's that going to look like? Again, you want to be your maintenance calories for this. So again, we want to maintain our weight during this time. Why is that? You wouldn't want to be in a surplus because you aren't doing enough training volume to build muscle, at least substantial amount. So it would be more a body fat than anything. And if you put on more weight during a strength phase, how do you know you aren't just lifting heavier because you are larger? So for that reason, we don't like to be in a surplus. You know, your training volume is lower, so you're, you're risking more fat gain than muscle gain. And two, just putting on weight, you know, are you really getting stronger if you're just putting on more weight or is it just because you have more mass? And also, we wouldn't want to be in a deficit during this time because strength is highly technical. And if you are changing your body weight, you may have to alter your technique slightly, which will hurt your strength progress. Uh, a little, like just decreasing your weight a little bit can can make your bench tougher and and squat too. Also, the training volume would be too low, and you could risk muscle muscle loss during this time. So the training volume is going to be lower than it normally would. So you could risk some muscle loss. So so during the strength phase, we want to stay at maintenance. Make sure you eat enough, but not but not too much because uh, again, you don't want to lose weight during this time, but we also don't want to go too high. So, you know, you could make the, you could make a case for a very, very small deficit or a very small surplus, but again, very small. And that's why we want to try to keep our, our weight within a, a four pound range. So again, you could potentially go with a very small deficit or a very small surplus, but again, we don't want to see very large weight changes during this time. And again, pr protein continues to be super important. So we want to make sure we continue to stay at one gram per pound of body weight. So again, you know, during this time, the goal here would be that you're slowly going to be losing some body fat and slowly building some, some muscle, and you're going to be getting stronger during this time. All right. So then after mesocycle two, we deal for a week. Now we go into mesocycle three. So again, this is more, this is going to be another strength phase. So it's going to be three to five weeks long training frequency again of three to five sessions per week training so now we're going to drop our rep range from 
you know, four to six to closer to one to five. So we're going to lower this rep range here. And now most of your training is going to be focused on the main list and going heavy. Again, there's going to be some, some, some accessory work, but again, even less than the previous mesocycle and reps should probably be closer to the six to 12 rep range for your, for your accessory rows and your hypertrophy work. So not only are we, and as far as the strength goes, you probably want to keep your uh, sets the same there. So again, not only are you doing less hypertrophy work, but you're also going to be doing less reps as well. So again, by lowering your hypertrophy work, you're freeing up a lot of resources towards your strength training, which will allow you to express your strength in these lower rep ranges. And the volume you're doing will be enough to maintain your current muscle mass if paired with solid nutrition. So again, this is where we want to focus on the nutrition part of it as well. So the nutrition is going to be the same as mesocycle two. I want to continue to maintain your weight for the same reasons as the previous mesocycle. And protein continues to be important so you can maintain your muscle and keep that around one gram per pound of body weight. Well, like we talked about, if you're if the last mesocycle you were in a very small deficit or in a very small surplus, I would continue to do that. But again, we want our weight to be right around where it started. So give or take zero to four pounds up or down. All right, so you finish mesocycle cycle three, you take a deload, now you're into mesocycle cycle four. So this duration is going to be two to six weeks long. Reason being is this is going to be a lot like the first mesocycle cycle where it's a blend of both. And uh, it's kind of a foundation. This is sort of, this this mesocycle cycle will be kind of like a, a longer deload. Um, you're just kind of taking a break from strength and a ton of, you're taking a break from from both, right? You're not doing too much strength work. You're not doing too much hypertrophy work. So again, this can be anywhere from two to six weeks long, two to six weeks, because if maybe you're not feeling super beat up, you can go closer to two weeks. Um, but if you are feeling more beat up, you're going to go a little bit closer to the six week in this mesocycle. Training frequency will stay. will be two to five. Again, if, you want, if you're feeling super beat up, you could get away with two sessions per week. Um, as we know that maintaining your muscle requires a um, doesn't require as much volume as you think. And then five sessions per week at the max, if you're feeling not super beat up. And again, the goal is this mesocycle would be to give you a break from heavy strength training, but also doing too much volume. So think of this as a, as a mini deload, but you're still, you know, you were still training somewhat hard at the gym. Uh, so like I mentioned, this mesocycle would be a lot like mesocycle one. It would be a blend of both five to 10 reps for your main lifts and then 8 to 15 reps for your hypertrophy. Um, but you would have a little bit more hypertrophy work than, than meso 3. Like I mentioned, the goal here would, would essentially be to act as a buffer before going into more hypertrophy-style training. Going straight into high volumes would be a big switch for your body, so we, we'll ease into it. Um, you're asking for a lot of uh, soreness, and, and, and then which could lead to burnout. And again, it, this is a sort of like a longer deload. It's, it's not light training, but it's definitely not your, your most intense training as a cycle. Uh, again, like I mentioned, if you have been feeling a bit burnt out with training, then during this mesocycle cycle, you can drop your training frequency if need be. So you can just train less during this time, but again, we'll at least at the very least be maintaining. And for, for your nutrition, definitely would focus on maintenance of weight. So if you've been in a small deficit or a small surplus, uh, definitely bring it back to maintenance. But like I mentioned, you're probably seeing some small fat loss in muscle gain dur during 
since the beginning of the program, but again, it's slow. So this is why we don't want to always just stay at maintenance because progress is so slow. But again, we would continue to keep protein around one gram per pound of body weight. And if you stop tracking calories during the maintenance periods, now would be the time to start tracking again so you can see where your true maintenance calories are at. Uh, if you track throughout, then great, just continue to do that. All right, so now let's go to mesocycle five. So this is going to be uh, four to six weeks long. So now it's it's more hypertrophy focused. So we're going to, like I talked about strength, uh, I like to keep the duration a little bit shorter than uh, hypertrophy. So now we're going to bump it from four to six weeks long. Uh, training frequency goes from, you know, usually about three to five to now four to six. So again, we probably want to train a little bit more uh, just because we're trying to increase our overall training volume. So as far as strength goes, you would have some training in the five to 10 rep range with two compounds, but they would be uh, with slightly higher volumes in, than your strength cycle, maybe maybe four sets in, instead of three. So so you're going to do a little bit more overall training volume for your, for your compounds. And you would also have more focus on your eight to 15 rep range. Uh, these would also have slightly higher volume. So overall, your training volume is, is higher than what it was in the previous mesocycles. Uh, you can also start to incorporate more machine, dumbbell, and cable work during this phase. Uh, just to give you a reminder here, some general guidelines on best practices to build muscle. Uh, make sure each set is around the 5 to 30 rep range. Each set is at least somewhat challenging. Uh, we want to train each muscle group about two to four times per week. And uh, we want to do about 10 to 25 sets per muscle group per week uh, for, each, for each muscle group. So now for nutrition, uh, now you can decide if you want to be in a more of a deficit or a surplus. So if you're already winning, then choosing to be in a surplus is probably a good idea. If you do need to lose some body fat, then a small deficit would be a good idea. Uh, make sure you keep your protein fairly high during this time. So we might, if you're going for a deficit, you might want to bump your protein up from, you know, around one gram to closer to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight. Uh, since you are training, and why are we now focused on either a deficit or a surplus? Since you're training with higher training volumes, you can be in a deficit or a surplus. Um, again, we, we mentioned why in meso 2, you don't want to be in a surplus or deficit during your, your strength phase. And again, the training volumes are higher. So if we want to be in a deficit, we'll be doing enough training volume to at least maintain your muscle. And then in a surplus, you know, we're now doing higher training volume. So uh, we can expect more of that weight gain to be muscle compared to body fat. Uh, if you're in between, you can continue to be at maintenance. Um, and then maybe during this uh, mesocycle, you decide what you want to do moving forward. Um, but again, what you don't want to do is you don't want to gain for a few weeks, then decide you're too fat and then cut. If you decide to go with surplus, start small and then slowly increase over time. Uh, we don't want to do a surplus for four weeks and then be like, oh crap, I got a little bit of fat. Now I got to go back. You're going to stick to that, that surplus. Um, for a deficit, you want to aim for about 0.25 to 0.5% of body weight per week, which if you're about 170 pounds, that comes out to uh, right, right around a pound per week. And then um, for a surplus, we want to aim for 0.15 to 0.35% of body weight per week. Uh, and that usually ends up being closer to, that ends up being around a half pound per week, maybe even a little bit less. All right, so then you deload. Now we go to mesocycle six. So this duration is going to be four to six weeks long. Again, since it's hypertrophy, training, training frequency is going to be four to six times per week. Uh, and then training can be fairly similar to mesocycle five, but you will have more of an emphasis on the eight to 15 rep range. Again, we want to keep your main lifts in the five to 10 rep range, but you may continue to do less sets with them, uh, slowly lower that. And so less of your training is in the five to 10 rep range with those lifts. And again, more of your emphasis is going to be on the eight to 15 rep range. 
You can also start to implement some 15 to 20 plus rep ranges if you like that type of stuff. And there should be more emphasis on your glamour muscles like your delts, arms, and calves. Uh, you can also use this time to increase volume on a muscle group you want to grow. So if you want to grow your quads, you know, maybe increase your volume, your training volume on your quads a bit more uh, than, you, than you normally would, or your arms or whatever it may be. And then nutrition, whatever you decide at last meso is what you will do again. If you chose maintenance, and stick with it or choose a surplus or a deficit this time around. So the only way you change your nutrition is if you did uh, maintenance last time around. Um, but again, if you really want to change the way your body looks, now is the time to do it during these uh, hypertrophy phases. And then mesocycle seven, you can either switch back to, if, if you don't want to do a ton of uh, body composition work, um, like building muscle, whatever it may be, you can, you can switch back to uh, the buffer cycle where you do blend of both moderate volumes um, or you can go back to, or you can do an optional, which we call that cycle seven. This one would be three to six weeks long training frequency again, four to six. And again, this will be a hypertrophy cycle. So again, we want three to six weeks. We can go up to six weeks and then training frequency four to six. So the reason we do three to six is because this will be a little bit more metabolite focused, uh, meaning higher rep ranges. Maybe you can do some, uh, things like supersets, drop sets, mile reps, things like that. And what, the reason we would do three, six weeks for that is because this type of training, uh, it, it's a new stim, it's, it's a stimulus that works very briefly. So it works when you don't do it very often, um, but it also wears off very quickly too. So that's why, you know, potentially if you're feeling it, you can go lower and go three weeks in this phase rather than five or six weeks. Again, training frequency four to six times per week. For the frequency, I would just to kind of go back. So this would be the third cycle in a row where you did hypertrophy. Uh, if you're going to do frequency, I would slowly build it up over time rather than what you don't want to do probably is do six, then five, then, then four, right? You probably wouldn't want to build it up or keep it the same throughout. And training frequency is, is how many times per week you're going to train. So in this phase, you're going to have even less emphasis on the five to 10 rep range, but you still want to make sure you're going somewhat heavy on your main list for at least one to two sets per week. So uh, again, maybe you're down to one heavy set per week, and then you're doing some down sets for your uh, big lifts. But again, we at least want to have one heavy set um, in there per week. And again, you have even more emphasis on the 8 to 15 rep range and maybe even a bit more on the 15 to 30 rep range. But you can also start to add in some special specialization techniques like mile reps, blood flow training, blood flow restriction training, drop sets, supersets, etc. Again, this is the highest your training volume will be. And again, you'll stick with what you've been doing, either a surplus or a deficit during that time. So if you decide to do that, you'll deload and then that's cycle eight. This will be a repeat of the blended strength and hypertrophy. Your nutrition will go back to maintenance. And then basically once this is done, you can choose between another hypertrophy focused cycle or a strength focused cycle. And then basically you rinse and repeat. Uh, again, like we talked about at the beginning, power building can work for your first few years of training, but it does require some more strategic planning for it to work long-term. Uh, the biggest thing is that you realize your progress and both will be slowed. If you're okay with the trade-offs, then by all means, you should give it a shot, but commit some time to it. Uh, you're not going to notice a huge change in one to three months. You need to do this consistently and over time. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a, a cool thing. And, and I think that the, the phasic approach to it is going to help you long-term rather than just always doing a blend of both. So uh, if you have any questions on this, let me know.
And so we'll go into our next topic for the day, which is going to be how to lower your injury risk when, when lifting. This is important because nothing's going to crush your gains and motivation to train than getting injured or being in pain when, when working out. So we want to make sure that we're not in pain or, or getting hurt. And plus extended time away from the gym is the number one reason. It's, an, it's the biggest thing that will kill your progress. So anytime you take time away from the gym because you're in pain or, uh, you know, just because you haven't been training properly and things like that, like that's going to hurt your progress more than anything else. And, and I'm sure you've heard the person in the gym that says, I used to lift, but then I hurt my whatever it is, and now I can't. Um, and we don't want to be that person. Uh, the good news is that there are steps you can take to lower your, lower your injury risk so you can self yourself, set yourself up for years of productive training and gains. Um, here are some steps that I have online clients take to, to lower their injury risk. So first is warm up and pay attention to your form. A lot of people make the mistake of going straight into their working sets, uh, especially in more... It, it, definitely want to focus on this on your more complicated list, like your squats, deadlifts, bench, things like that, your compounds. You definitely want to warm up. Also have some focus on your form and don't just add more weight to, to boost your ego. So warm up. Don't just go straight into your working set. That's a huge mistake. You're just not ready yet. Take a couple warm-up sets. They're lighter, lower intensity, but at least you're practicing the movement. And you also want to continue to make sure that you focus on your form during the set. And don't just add more weight to, to boost your ego. Uh, next way to lower your injury risk is to make small increases week over week in the weight lifted and or sets or reps. If you haven't lifted for a while, don't go straight into what you were doing before in terms of sets or weight. Um, so, but each week you want to slowly either add sets, reps, or weight from the previous week. Uh, too large of increases each week and the amount you do uh, is, is a huge, increases your injury risk up substantially. Uh, studies have shown that the, the one of the biggest reasons for, for injuries is, is a is a large increase in, in volume, whatever you're doing. So like athletes, that, you'll see a lot of athletes at the beginning of training camp or at the beginning of a season, they'll, they'll get hurt a lot because they go from not really doing much and then they also increase what they're doing and then they start to see a ton of injuries happen. So uh, increasing your training volume by a lot from your previous weeks or anything like that or big jumps in volume week over week is uh, increases your injury risk. Um, so for example, add one, two sets of five, to 10 pounds each week, not five sets, or don't just add another 45 pounds on each side. Uh, limit training and muscle limit training and muscle group. If it's sore, if you constantly train a muscle group, when it's sore, you are definitely risking an injury there. So if you're always sore, if you, if one particular muscle group is super sore, take a lighter day in the gym. Uh, if a certain exercises causes pain every time you do it, Switch up. You can either switch up your technique or substitute that exercise out. Don't continue to do it. Uh, maybe try it for a couple of weeks, but if it continues to hurt, then it's time to alter your technique or just get a new exercise. Uh, there's no must-do exercises. Another thing to do to reduce your reduce your injury risk is take a lighter week in the gym every four to eight weeks. Uh, if you never take a lighter week, then your body will eventually take one for you, and it may be longer than a week. Now, this obviously is contingent on the fact that you're training hard and training consistently. If you only train once or twice a week, not very hard, you don't need to take a lighter week in the gym. You just need to keep training. But if you train you know, four, five, six days a week, you go hard, you progress each week, you definitely want to take a, a lighter week in the gym every four to eight weeks or so. Lastly, eat enough protein and food to aid in recovery. If you're constantly under eating, especially protein, you may be increasing your injury risk. So make sure you're eating enough. I know a lot of people want to get lean, so they start to cut out a ton of food. And what they do is they just, they under eat, um, they're tired, 
not ready to train and that just increases their injury risk. So definitely want to make sure you're eating enough protein and food aid and recovery. Again, a, a recommendation we give online clients who are you know, just looking to get stronger, look better overall, build muscle is about one gram per pound of body weight. So if you're 170 pounds, you want to aim for about 170 grams of, of protein uh, per day. Obviously, the, the heavier you get, uh, like if you're 300 pounds, you, you probably don't want to do 300 grams of protein per day. At that point, you just want to do closer to your lean body mass um, at that point. So that's how you would reduce your injury risk when lifting. Um, super important to do that, though. Uh, all those are pretty basic, but it is something important. Lastly, I want to leave you with a quote from James Clear, and it is, whenever you are stuck searching for the optimal plan, remember, getting started changes everything. Uh, so that's it for this week. Uh, if you guys have any questions on this, let me know. I will link the blog, the power building blog, and how to find your macros in the show notes. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at JeffH91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.